Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm, I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks guys. Hey guys, Kate here. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you realize the Pure Body Spray, the Zeolite Spray, there's an ad for that on the bottom of my homepage. You guys might want to grab that. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of really great results from it. This is the one my daughters turned me on to and they give it to their kids. But also for older people as well, um, because of the metals in our body, the things that are uh, so toxic, they think this is what's causing all the Alzheimer's and dementia to happen. And so if that's the case, this Pure Body Spray, all you do a spray it in your mouth tastes like water you don't even taste anything and a couple times a day and it adheres to the metals and the toxins in your body and takes them out and so this is an important spray with everything going on all of the things showering down on our heads and everything else this is something that you're going to want in your arsenal so i highly highly recommend this uh pure body zeolite spray okay uh, make sure and go to the link on the bottom of my homepage. You'll feel better, less brain fog, all kinds of different things that you'll see from getting those toxins out of your body, your liver, everything else. Zeolite spray is amazing, and this is the purest. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Make sure and use the promo code KATE, K-A-T-E, and get those savings and help Truth in Radio. Thanks, you guys. Form on the market. I'd like to share my experience with uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Uh, on April 2nd, um, I was introduced to Inside Out Hyperbaric by someone in the medical field. I've got neuropathy, diabetes, high blood pressure, as well as a few other health problems. And on April 2nd, I went into that doctor. Uh, he tested my blood pressure. It was 178 over 92, and my heart rate was 92. April 8th in the afternoon, I went back to my doctor that afternoon and he tested my blood pressure again. And on that day, it read 129 over 62, and my heart rate was 71. So being so impressed with what had happened in just three treatments with these hyperbaric uh, oxygen treatment. Check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. Z-Stack was a gift from God. So, so, since 
with God's grace, I was the originator of the protocol, both the the hydroxychloroquine protocol and the Z-Stack approach, that they felt that they were getting an authentic, undiluted version of a treatment that's endorsed by me. And so it's become a real um, successful approach in mitigating the severity of illness, viral illness, is that it's a nutritional supplement, which it is, and that it is an immune booster. Now, what I could say is that it contains quercetin and vitamin C, which according to the NIH peer-reviewed papers is an effective zinc delivery system. And according to peer-reviewed papers also on the NIH, zinc inhibits the enzyme that is associated with RNA viral replication. And according to peer-reviewed papers, vitamin D3 in high normal levels between 50 and 70 essentially eliminates intensive care unit admissions. It's an extremely powerful um, immune booster or optimizing your immune system. It's a general health treatment. It would make sense to have your immune system as optimal and primed before you get sick. And then if you, God forbid, you do get sick, you use zinc and a zinc delivery system to inhibit viral replication and outcomes are much more favorable. It's a general health treatment. It would make sense to have your immune system as optimal and primed before you get sick. Go to katedallyradio.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and click on the Zelenko ad. And you'll be, you'll be helping Truth and Radio at the same time you're ordering wonderful products for yourself from Dr. Zelenko. Try the new Z-Flu, the brand new product that just came out that it can help you feel a little better when you have the flu and also help prevent the flu. You're going to love this product. It's called Z-Flu. Look for it on Zelenko's page when you link over from my homepage, katedallyradio.com. Thanks so much. Okay, so make sure and get it. Mike Lee, Inc. Breaking news. The feds have investigated themselves and cleared themselves of any wrongdoing. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I have one final would question. Would he close it down falls, the oil industry? It falls, would you close down the oil industry? I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would transition. That is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh. Because it has to be replaced by renewable energy. Because basically what he's saying is he is Mr. going President? to destroy the oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that Texas? Will you okay. remember that Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond Ohio. and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. He takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy okay. production by 2050 totally. One is he going to get China to do it? No, we're finished with is this. Is he we going to, to get China to, to do it? Is he going to our final question? No, we have to I'm going to rejoin Paris Accord and make oh. China abide by what they agreed to. All right, That'll this is about trillion. leadership, gentlemen. And so, what could possibly be the justification for doing that? Not a conventional war. This is a jihad. According to data from the Energy Information Administration, by the Monday of Thanksgiving week, that's 25 days from now, there will be more, no more diesel. So what's going to happen then? Well, everything will stop. That means trucks and trains and barges all unable to move. Farm equipment will shut down. 
There will be no deliveries because there will be no trucks. There will be no diesel generators. And then, inevitably, our economy will crash because everything runs on diesel fuel. Not on solar panels, not on wind farms, on diesel fuel. Diesel is not a negotiable commodity. You have to have diesel. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. So glad you're joining me for Friday because my first guest is going to be amazing. Eric Peters from Eric Peters Autos. And I have not had him on in a minute. And let me tell you, I've been missing Eric because he's got such a great point of view. I love his website. He doesn't know this, but I go to his website uh, and check it out because I love his knowledge on cars He's going to be talking about diesel, as you can guess from the intro. And, of course, uh, in the last hour, I haven't had Allison Armstrong on in a minute either. And so she's going to be on talking about relationships, changing the focus of politics as it's been all week. I even get burned out on politics. Uh, so once in a while, I just like to talk about other things. And Allison's going to do that quite eloquently. She's the author of all kinds of wonderful books. And um, she's been on the show for a couple of years. So she'll be on as well. Eric Peters joins me because I know a a lot of you are concerned um, as you know we're all we're all getting this news and the election is always a huge distraction from the stuff that's that's really happening to us and the manufactured shortage because it's very manufactured in fact they're so lazy about it they can't even give us a good reason as to why it's happening so um, here we are and uh, we've got this issue of diesel and Eric Peters from Eric Peters autos that's Eric Peters with an s autos with an s dot com talks about motorcycles, cars, and libertarian politics, and I love this guy. How are you, Eric? I'm good, Kate. Thanks for having me on. You bet. I'm glad I'm glad you're joining me because that clip, what did you think about what Tucker said? What did you, because Tucker did, never talks about the oil here, and I'm always surprised by that. Well, I'm not surprised, but anyways, we never get to hear about the oil that's actually here and all of the great resources we have mm -hmm. in this country. Um, and then what did you think yeah. about the first clip, too? Well, uh, let's see. Well, to begin, let's start with this whole renewable business. Uh -huh. uh, it, it's, it's one of the many fatuities that's being presented to the public that doesn't understand that lithium, which is a component of this electrification agenda, mm -hmm. a critical component, isn't renewable either. And there's a lot less, less lithium available Amen. than there is oil, particularly in the United States. Most of the lithium is available elsewhere. So it's another example of the United States being rendered dependent on foreign sources for uh, to replace something that we have in immense abundance right here in the United States. Um, people may forget that before uh, Biden took over, America was energy independent and was on the verge of becoming a net exporter of oil. Despite the 50 years that we were told, oh, peak oil, we're going to run out of oil, turned out not to be true. Yeah, so true. Oh, my gosh. What did you think about what uh, Tucker said? Because I I'm not even Tucker. I, I liked some of what he said, but I'm never hearing about what we have here at home. And why aren't the states running their own states in this department, too? Why are st our states not having a backbone to actually say, I'm going to control what's in my state, what I have right here and my resources right here? It's like states have just disappeared and they all think the feds control this. Well, sure, because they've be kind of become kind of administrative districts of, of the, you know, the federal regime in Washington, which yes. is completely contrary to, to the way that our constitutional republic was supposed to be set up. But, you know, with regard to diesel, it's, it's much more important than gas because the cost of everything is affected by diesel. As Tucker pointed out correctly, you know, mm -hmm. it's not just a matter of filling up your car with gas. Uh, it's about filling up your trunk with food, which you won't have if the trucks that bring it from where it comes from can't be can't be on the road to bring it to you. It's, yes. it's absolutely catastrophic. 
Oh, amen to that. So what did you think about the 25 days? That's going to fall right uh, right around Thanksgiving after the elections are done. Yeah. And uh, you know what I find kind of interesting, too? I just want to point this out. Why did we find this out right before the elections? That's kind of interesting, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know why. No, I just I thought it was kind of strange. Well, it, it doesn't redound to the benefit of the Democrats, certainly. And I, you know, I don't think it's been given enough publicity. I think most people uh, who aren't wonky people like you and I who get into this stuff are right. probably not really aware of it. But they're going to become aware of it when, uh, when the rubber hits the road, uh, which it probably will in a few weeks, uh, as diesel becomes unavailable. And uh, as Tucker says correctly, that the economy's gears start to grind to a halt as a result of that. Right. Uh, it is a really, really troubling thing that's, that's on deck for us. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are wondering why diesel is pointed out. Um, and so would you just give us a brief kind of synopsis of how diesel is made and why why in the world are they pointing out diesel as the shortage? It's kind of strange that they're going in these steps. Yeah, it's ironic because mm-hmm. essentially uh, diesel fuel is part of the distillation process, but it's also used to get gasoline and all of the other things that are refined from oil. But it's the it's the least refined. Uh, kerosene and diesel are the easiest to get out of oil, uh, as opposed to, say, gasoline. And it used to be the case that diesel and kerosene were the least expensive distillates of petroleum mm-hmm. for that reason. But, you know, they became a lot more expensive as the government began to apply regulations that made it more expensive. And I think that that has to do with the fact that diesel represents a mortal threat to this electrification agenda. You and I may have even talked about this a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's coincidental that Volkswagen... Uh, was practically crucified over this pedantic issue of uh, cheating on federal emissions certification uh, tests with regard to their diesel engines, because Volkswagen was the only manufacturer that had an entire lineup of very affordable diesel-powered vehicles. And who in the world is going to buy a $50,000 Tesla when you can go out and buy a $23,000 Jetta that gets 50-something miles per gallon that goes 700 miles on a full tank of gas. And it's probably going to last for 20 years. You're right. They had to do something about that, and they did. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. And they were crucified, um, whereas usually they protect a little bit more. But this was this was a definite outing. So, So in the diesel, so when you hear 25 days to the end yeah. of diesel, what what do you think actually is going to happen? I can go back to 2015 and find a lot of, hey, this shortage is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Do you think it's actually going to happen at the end of November? Well, it may, you know, as a purely cynical, uh, politically expedient exercise, Biden drained the strategic petroleum reserve mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in order to dump a lot of petroleum onto the market in order to try to tamp down the, uh, the, the doubling of the cost of fuel that his regime engineered. Uh, that hasn't worked out so well. Yeah, gas is a little bit cheaper now. It's only twice as expensive as it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, instead of three times as expensive as it was. But, you know, it's, a, it's an artificially, it, it was a temporarily and artificially induced increase in supply. They have cut off all the other sources of supply. And then Biden apparently went begging to the Saudis uh, to get the Saudis to, to pump some more oil, petroleum, so that, you know, we could have more fuel. And they said no. So, you know, the country's kind of boxed into this corner now where we don't have any and we can't get any. And that's going to result in these shortages. And people are really going to begin to feel that in the next few weeks. Why aren't any of the Republicans saying we have plenty of reserves? It's all right here. What are you talking about? We don't have a shortage. We're fine if we just Mm -hmm. drill here. 
I think because they have been gaslit and beaten into submission, just as they have on so many other issues. Mm-hmm. This is all about a political orthodoxy that you're not allowed to question. If you say something about oil, then clearly uh, you're in favor of despoiling the earth. You're a climate denier. Uh, you know, just like you're spreading misinformation if you point out that the uh, the, the vaccines, which don't immunize, yeah, yeah. are causing a lot of people to have heart problems. You know, you exactly. can't state objective facts anymore because uh, to do so is to invite being shouted down as some kind of a moral cretin. And unfortunately, a lot of these Republicans, especially people like, you know, the Mitt Romney wing of the Republican Party, right. uh, they're absolutely terrified of offending the left, which uh, which is really not a very good strategy. Oh, amen to that. Amen to that. So you think this actually happens? I mean, do you think that they'll um, implement these shortages and uh, and do this? Because it's all manufactured. So I have to say they'll implement because that's exactly how this has to go down. Um, they're going to implement these shortages. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, one thing that worries me, mm-hmm. uh, assuming that the elections and midterms actually do happen, and assuming they're not completely jiggered with, right. and assuming that the polling data that we have right now is accurate and it looks like, uh, the Democrats are going to get hosed out badly. Uh, people need to remember that they're not going to get removed from office until January. And so they have every incentive during the remaining two months of the year before the uh, new Congress is sworn in to, to throw uh, as many wrenches into the system as possible. And what could be better than doing that with regard to the fuel situation? And then they can turn around and say, look, you voted for these awful conservatives and Republicans, and this is what you get for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is a a very, very deliberate attempt to parcel out diesel as the shortage. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. uh, and it's because it's going to affect it'll affect military. It'll affect shipping. It'll, you know, trucks. It'll affect everything that kind of that kind of not military so much as the as the trucking industry that makes our supply chain uh, go round. So do you expect uh, some major shortages from this then, um, even following the incoming um, elected officials in January? I don't know that they're going to do much about it. They never have done much of anything. So I'm not quite sure that anything, well, it's not going to matter. Difficulties, it, it's kind of like, you know, the Titanic doesn't turn on a dime, right? Right, right. You know, even if you put the wheel hard over, it's still probably going to hit the iceberg. It's going to take some time for the thing to change course. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the tragedy that we're dealing with. These uh, these events have been set into motion, and now we're pretty much fated to see what's going to happen. Right. Uh, hopefully it won't be that bad, and hopefully things can be done uh, to reduce the damage and to correct things as quickly as possible. But I do think it's going to get ugly. It's already ugly in Europe. Yeah, for similar reasons. And I, I think at this point, it's pretty much certain it's going to get ugly here as well. That's very true. I know in, in California, the price has skyrocketed and uh, it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. This is why we're always saying get food storage, get prepped, get ready for anything because you don't know what's going to happen. We're going to go to a quick break. I'm talking with Eric Peters from ericpetersautos.com. Uh, he's got a wonderful website. You guys should visit it. Uh, everything, everything about cars and every, I mean, this guy is the aficionado. And then also, about politics too as you can tell we'll be right back on the kate daly show kate daly thousand talk lines are open now call 888-673-1450 this is the kate daly show sometimes you turn your back to the wind there's a world outside every darkened door the blues won't haunt you anymore where the brave are free and lovers soar come ride with me to the distant shore we won't hesitate to break down the garden gate there's not much time left today. Yeah. I, 
right there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show at your service today. Um, of course, uh, MyPillow, 10-year warranty on all their products. They're fantastic, aren't they? Uh, please. Uh, Mike Lindell has been trying to expose the voter fraud on his own dime. Um, he's been expelled from corporations that love to do the bidding of the feds and will continue to do the bidding of the feds. And so he's passing those savings on to you which means you get up to 90% off. This is a great way to get gifts for people you love with products that you love. So I am telling you, these are the products I give at Christmas time because I love the products themselves. Um, go to MyPillow.com. You're going to get the best, cool, crisp, clean, wonderful sheets you've ever owned, and they wash perfectly. I'm telling you, these are the gifts. Um, the pillow, if you snore, get the blue label or the green label pillow. It'll stop you from snoring. Um, and then um, also, uh, I know nobody knows that secret, but it's true. <laughs> and so it's the green label, blue label, my pillow pillow. And then, um, of course, the towels, uh, just everything. Down comforters to stay nice and cozy and warm. Sounds like we're going to have to uh, this winter. Uh, use more down comforters. So make sure that you go to mypillow.com and put in the code Kate. And get up to 90% off and you'll love it. Uh, so welcome back to our live Friday show. We have uh, Eric Peter. I have. I'm so used to saying we when Uncle Milty's here. Uh, EricPetersAutos.com. Uh, Eric Peters is with me talking cars, talking um, about uh, everything. Politics, about diesel, the diesel shortage coming. And no one's talking about it. Everyone's talking about the election. Nobody's talking about the um, possible coming election. Uh, I'm sorry, diesel shortage that would happen, I think, right after uh right after thanksgiving right right freezing yeah. and starving we should be talking about these things yeah did, did you catch the official pronouncement or the advice that was given by the government of sweden to people in sweden that they should throw uh heavy blankets over the uh kitchen table so as to have a, a place to huddle under in order to not freeze this winter yeah, I'm 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 really kind of stunned, actually, because, Eric, I, I did some study on Germany and Germany came out and said they had 80, almost 85 percent reserves already without the pipeline. OK, because they wouldn't give the green, um, you know, OK to the pipeline. There were a lot of political games being played out for the public. And they said they had almost 85 percent of the storage they needed. And 85 percent to them was complete, like they could get through the winter. Yet they're telling their people mm -hmm that they don't have that. It's really odd. And so people, they said, are going out into the forest and cutting down trees and all kinds of things, to they, knowing that they've got to be able to stay warm. And so I'm not quite sure. Obviously, very manufactured because the fear porn out there is you're going to be very cold and you're not going to have enough fuel to get through winter. But yeah. I don't know what the reality yeah. is going to be, but I know that's what they're telling people, right? So, well, I think it is a reality, and, and, and it's only for economic reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. If you look over the pond at Great Britain and the cost of uh, heating people's homes has become so exorbitant that they are just refusing. They're having mass protests right. over there of people who are tearing up their bills and saying, we're not paying because we can't, literally just can't afford to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that is coming here as well. And it really doesn't matter, ultimately, if you can get the energy if you can't afford the energy because eventually, uh, you know, you're going to get kicked out of your house if you don't right. pay your bills. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And yes, and I did mean that. I mean, if they say it, they're going to do it. So if they're telling people that they're definitely going to implement it, whether they have the reserves or not, um, they want to create this crisis. And so, uh, you know, I hope people are prepared. I really do. And then what are we going to do? What are we going to do with with? Oh, my gosh, with shipping in this country. So I'm not quite sure. Now, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, people wh- do not realize how you know how systematically dependent we are. Not that that's a bad thing mm-hmm. uh, on on diesel and and uh, petroleum generally for uh, the things that we take for granted. You know, we hear all this talk about alternative energy. Well, I'd like for there to be alternatives. And, and, and the problem is that the government is seeking to eliminate all alternatives except for electrification. So, you know, we're supposed to have this universal source of energy for which there isn't adequate capacity. And I think it speaks to the disingenuousness of the whole thing that they are doing absolutely nothing to increase the generating capacity to meet the prospective demand. And in particular, they've done nothing to increase nuclear generating capacity, which is very green. You know, it doesn't produce any of these harmful supposed emissions uh, and would, would provide the necessary uh, terawatts to, pro- to power all of this electrification stuff. But no, no, no. So it's very clear to me that the object is energy scarcity, deliberately induced for, for purposes that are malignant. Right. Right. No, absolutely. You know, I know a lot of people are probably there's there's a couple of things people might be wondering. Number one, can they store it? How long does it store for? Do you know? Yeah. Well, diesel is is very storable. Unlike gas, gas, mm-hmm. particularly ethanol laced gas, uh, tends not to store very well. Um, okay. But diesel, on the other hand, as long as you put an algicide in it, is often good for a long time, years even. Uh, I've got a diesel powered tractor, and you know I leave fuel in that thing for a year uh, before it gets used up, and it's fine as long as you use the algicide. So you know if, if you have a diesel powered vehicle. Maybe not a bad idea to go out and get, uh, you know, a couple of five-gallon jugs of it and just put it in the garage or your shed. Right, right, absolutely. Um, by the way, it's a great fire starter. I don't know if people realize that. Diesel is the best fire starter I've ever seen in my life. So I just have to say that. Uh, it takes a very little, and there's no, like, big blowback with a fire uh, in your face kind of thing. It's a real slow burn. It's actually perfect. Um, and so it could be used for a lot of things, actually. And so uh, my, my other big question would be, why isn't the oil and gas fighting this great reset when this is how they make their money? I mean, there's a lot of cartels in oil. And, and so why, why does it seem like they're kind of laying down for the Great Reset? They're not resisting it at all. I think there are two interrelated reasons. Uh, the mm-hmm. first is uh, short-term thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, people at the highest echelons of these big corporations tend not to be there for a very long time. Uh, you know, they're there for you know, five years maybe, and then they punch out. Mm-hmm. And so right now they feel that uh, the, the, the proper thing to do is to amen and virtue signal and go along with all this climate change stuff and pretend they believe in it because, hey, I'm going to strap on my multi-million dollar parachute and be gone. Uh, the other thing is simply that would you invest billions and billions of dollars in something that has a long-term horizon for profitability when it's very clear that the political system is hostile to what you're trying to do and is actively trying to you know, outlaw it through regulations and outright bans. Mm-hmm. If you put money into something like that, would you build a house uh, as a contractor if, if it were clear that, that they were going to change the zoning laws and make it illegal for you to build single-family homes rather than townhouses? Probably not. Yeah, maybe. I just It just seems like there's never been a fight. There was never a time when they were fighting this. And so I know that there were, there's 30, 30 million trillion on the table yeah. for this. And so is there, is there money being laundered? Like the money that goes to Ukraine, the money that, that is laundered mm-hmm. all of the time, especially in these huge COVID bills and everything else. Because we went from billions to trillions and nobody cared because we were in the middle of blovid. So... In the, in the event of all of that money disappearing, is money going into these funds to pay them off? 
It's possible. I can't speak to that. I don't know. What I do know, um, drawing a parallel from the industry that I've been working in for the past 30 years almost, the car industry, the car industry has become incredibly craven and supine Mm -hmm. and uh, not only does what the government tells it to do, anticipates what the government they think is going to tell it to do and goes overboard in trying to anticipate. And I think corporations generally are like that. You know, we, we put this all, we subsume this all under the, the general title of wokeness. Mm-hmm. And it is now pervasive in corporate American culture. And, you know, until corporate America recovers its senses and realizes that its customers are the people and not the government, this problem is going to continue. Right. Um, yeah, because that's, that's actually been a huge question for me. I, it's been strange to not hear a peep out of them about this whole thing, knowing mm-hmm. it's ending so many industries they profit off of. Uh, I can't imagine. But um, but obviously, it's bizarre to me. You know, I, I watched the car industry going head over heels for this uh, electrification boondoggle, mm-hmm. uh, attempting to sell people electric vehicles that are fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. Now, there's an inherently limited market for vehicles in that price category, whether they're electrified or not. It's as if they think that somehow the market can essentially absorb nothing but but luxury cars. That's what we're talking about here in terms of the cost. Right. You know, that somehow everybody is in a position to afford what amounts to a luxury car. It's idiotic on the face of it, but yet they won't acknowledge it. You know, we're literally dealing with the emperor's new clothes here. And and, I think it has more to do with psychological reasons than, than other reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're very, very true. So what would you do? I mean, here, uh, you know, we all have these vehicles and we're all in a situation where um, we count on them. Nobody wants to go to electric. Not no, not only are they expensive, they're incredibly stupid because, you know, look at California and what yeah. just happened. Right. So so what what would you do then for seeing this? Just like you said, the oil industry sees this coming, sees the the at the end of the wall. And so they're already just kind of laying down for it. What do we do as people to try to deal with this? I mean, what would be a smart move right now? Well, step around it to the degree that you can. You know, obviously don't buy one of these things uh, unless you're somebody who thinks that uh, uh, it it is, (laughs) they call it fast charging to wait 30 to 45 minutes to put a charge back into your vehicle as opposed to gassing up and being on your way in five minutes uh, again. But it's really about having, having alternatives. So, you know, I'm personally going to cling to my, my gas-powered uh, truck and car, and I have a number of motorcycles, which people who are able might want to consider because motorcycles use very little gas, especially if you get a smaller one. Right. Uh, the smaller ones routinely get 60, 80, or even 100 miles per gallon. So, you know, if you have five gallons of gas, you can, you know, you can get around. Uh, and the key is just to sort of ride out what's coming. I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. I think people are waking up. Um, because reality, as us Gen X people like to say, bites, you know, it's no right. longer a rhetorical thing. These things are having real consequences that are affecting real people. And it's no longer just a hypothetical, oh, yeah, let's drive electric cars. People are beginning to understand what that's going to mean. Right. And, and the more people can understand it, I think the sooner this is all going to turn around. Absolutely. How can you fight it? I mean, I, you know, I'm asking about what's a smart move because a lot of people want to know, well, what should I be doing? I mean, what should I be investing in? And I hear I want to buy a car. What do I do now? You know, what, what, should, what direction should I go in to how do you fight it first? I mean, what, what, how, how do we fight this? Can we fight for the states to get more energy independent like they should have been all along or what? Sure. It's, it, it, you know, it, it depends on your circumstances. And of course, it's a multifaceted war. And I think 
generally for all of us, the, the most fundamental thing is to simply reject the gaslighting. Mm-hmm. That somehow we are bad people and, and the spoilers of the environment because we don't want to drive around or we question driving around in $50,000 electric cars. Uh, and that we disbelieve that the climate is changing catastrophically as a result of driving non-electric cars. Just like, you know, we, we question, well, you know, why should I put a bandana over my face in order to be allowed to walk into a store? Uh, why should I uh, just blithely trust these pharmaceutical cartels uh, with these drugs they want to shove into my body? I have right. questions. Well, we need to have questions and stop being afraid to ask them. Amen. Amen. It was funny. I interviewed Jim Rogers, the billionaire, and I was talking about this subject. And when I brought up the states, it was interesting. His answer was, uh, well, the states can't. It has to be the feds. <laughs> and I went, well, I don't, I don't know that That's it has to true. be the feds <laughs> controlling gas. That's absolutely not true. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm not plugging Ron DeSantis here in a right. general sense, but look what he did in Florida. Yeah. He said no. He, he said no. He refused to buy into the gaslighting. And he did things in Florida that were contrary to the recommendations of Dr. Fauci. Right. You know, among exactly. Other oh, so and true. So it's, it's simply not true that the states don't have the ability to do anything. It's about having the will to do something. Amen. We'll be right back. More with Eric Peters from ericpetersautos.com. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Six seven three fourteen fifty. This is the Kate Daly Show. Well, I'm not bragging, babe, so don't put me down. But I've got the fastest set of wheels in town. Just could something comes up to me, he don't even try. Cause if I had a set of wings, man, I know she could fly. She's my little, little scoop. You don't know what I'm Hey there. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. So glad you're joining me on a Friday. Allison Armstrong up next in the next hour. We have Eric Peters from Eric Peters Autos with us. I haven't had him on the show in a while, and I've really missed him. I, I love his outlook, and, uh, of course, uh, he's just fun to talk to about cars. The guy knows everything about cars you could ever imagine in your life. So ericpetersautos.com. If you ever have a question, man, this is the go-to. And uh, and also uh, donate to him because uh, he's, he runs a phenomenal website, and uh, he's, a, he's a great car. Because let me tell you, we need to understand a little bit more about what's going on. And I love his view on politics, too. Um, Balance of nature. Make sure you have balance of nature. Make sure you're taking it. The one thing that that they've really been gunning for, as you can see, for the last three years, well, actually, the last 60, is our immune system. And uh, that's why they have the whole um, vaccine program. So make sure that you're taking something that ups the immune system, that that uh, that helps you and your health. And that's what's most important. We need all hands on deck right now. And so uh, please go get balanceofnature.com. It's the equivalent of 31 fruits and vegetables a day. And you're just taking the phytonutrients. They take out the air and water. They leave you with the phytonutrients, which is the most important part. 31 fruits and vegetables and your tomato on the hamburger today does not count for 31 fruits and vegetables. I swear people eat the tomato and lettuce and they go, I'm good to go. I got my servings today. No, you did not. And so you didn't even come close because our food supply is such a messed up thing. So make sure you go to balanceofnature.com. You should be taking a food supplement. I did the research. This was the one hands and shoulders above everybody else. Go to balanceofnature.com. They pack more in it for the price than anyone else. It's a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, return it. But what I'm telling you is you're going to love it. My whole family loves it. We won't go without it. We will not go without it. 
I mean, that's how, like, it doesn't matter. Even if I stop talking about them tomorrow, we're never going without balance of nature. So make sure that you are going to balanceofnature.com, uh, put in the code Kate, just try it out. That's all I ask. Just try it out. Try it for about 15 days, 10 days, 10 days in, you're going to notice the difference big difference. And uh, you'll get 35% off in free shipping. Okay. And get the apple fiber drink that goes with it because it reduces sugar cravings, restores cholesterol levels. I mean, it's just fantastic. Okay. A lot of um, turmeric in it and all kinds of things. They say turmeric actually helps with dementia. This is why people over in India don't have dementia at the levels we do because they're eating turmeric all the time. So there's just a little handy note for you. And uh, Eric uh, Peters, uh, Eric Peters Autos joins me. So a couple of questions for you in the car in the car part of, of things. So diesel. So the people that are snapping mm-hmm. up these little diesels and they have great gas mileage um, are at an advantage. Yes or no? Oh, yes, without question, particularly the older the diesel they happen to have. Okay. Um, because diesels uh, can operate on homebrew biodiesel, waste vegetable oil, which can be used exclusively or mixed with pump diesel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a real advantage to have because you can't refine gas at home. <laughs> you need a right. refinery, and that's a bit, uh, it's a bit much for the average homeowner DIY guy to do. But uh, you can homebrew diesel. And if you can't, uh, it's very likely that somebody in your neighborhood or down the road will be able to. So it's a lot more uh, decentralized, and it's a lot more to use that awful word that the left likes, sustainable, mm-hmm. uh, in a crisis-type situation. And the good thing about crises is that usually – they're short-lived. You know, we can view what's coming mm-hmm. down the pike kind of like a bad hurricane. And we you know, just have to hunker down and get through it. And once we're through it, then we can pick up sticks and rebuild everything. Right, right. And so on the, on the diesel, you can actually make biodiesel. So you're still, yeah. you, you still have ways vegetable to oil. deal with your diesel car. Okay. Yeah, vegetable oil. Diesels are compression uh, ignition engines, which means they don't have sparks, spark plugs to spark the combustion event right. inside the engine. They use uh, compression and heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's almost, an, you know, that, the term dieseling means it's just auto-igniting. And, right. you know, it's a, it's a very simple and elegantly simple design that also has the advantage of lubricating the engine through the fuel. And that's why diesel engines typically will go 300,000 miles before they need any kind of major work. Right. So diesel uses pressure where petrol gas uses a spark. Yes. See, this is, I mean, you're talking to somebody that knows really nothing about this industry at all. So mm-hmm. this is why I defer to you, Eric I mean, Peters. It's, <laughs> okay. yeah, and it's great because, you know, in addition, it's, it's simpler. You don't have to have right. all of the peripherals. You don't have to have spark plugs. You don't have to have coils, wires, right. uh, all of that. Right. Uh, you know, and in fact, you don't even necessarily need a battery. Uh, or even a starter. If you can roll it down a hill and pop the clutch, it'll start and run. Yeah, there you go. Now, what do you think about hybrid? Because now a lot of people are going, well, man, maybe I should go get a hybrid because I'm going to be stuck in a car. They can't go anywhere if they get their their great reset through. So what do you think about hybrid? You know, I think it's fascinating that that hybrids, which at one time Mm -hmm. uh, were uh, cheered by the left and uh, the so-called environmentalists, uh, are now being ignored, if not outright pilloried, notwithstanding the fact that they work. You know, if you're truly concerned about the climate changing and all right, of this other stuff, you think you'd be in favor of hybrids because they solve the problem. They're right. not outrageously expensive like electric, pure electric cars are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about the range. You don't have to worry about recharge time. And if you look at their emissions, they're actually in the totality of things less 
than the electric cars because an electric car has to have a thousand pound plus battery pack Mm -hmm. that requires an enormous amount of electricity to power it. And guess where that electricity comes from for the most part? Oh my God. It comes from coal, oil, and natural gas fired utility plants. Right, right. It's an extremely inefficient way to power a vehicle, and it produces a lot of that dread awful inert gas, carbon dioxide. Oh my gosh! You know, all around the all around the world, they're closing down. The last two years, they've been closing down coal plants, right, all over the world. But guess who's running strong? China, and and China has, has <laughs> vowed to keep doing it until 2050. They're the only ones With not on board. Plants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, of the, one of the dirty little secrets that most Americans are unaware of is that the coal plants that were obsoleted by regulatory fiat in this country, meaning they couldn't operate any longer because the government imposed these regulations that made it illegal for them to continue to operate, were dismantled and sent over to China and rebuilt and are now powering the Chinese economy. <laughs> Amazing. You know, in the Conservation Act, I was talking about this with Chris Ann Hall yesterday, um, and we brought it up many times on the show. In the at the end of the contract, when somebody deeds their land over to the to the government, they get to keep their name on it. In the contract, at the very end, it says in perpetuity, which is not okay in a contract. That means forever and ever. And then it says to and and that you're giving up control to the successor of the United States. Um, mm-hmm. Who's the successor? Great. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. But, you know, again, it speaks to the fatuity of it. You know, yeah. these people will preach endlessly about mm-hmm. how we're awful and we're, we're killing the planet by using these uh, mm-hmm. coal-fired plants and, and driving cars that aren't electric. But somehow it doesn't affect the environment when a billion Chinese are doing exactly that. Exactly. With the same equipment that we use over here. Exactly. It's amazing. So, by, by the way, if you're if you want to fact check what we were just talking about, South Africa, Philippines, um, all over the all over the world, they've been shutting these plants down, and so they're trying to get this great reset through. Will we be affected? Um, yeah, I absolutely. I think we will be, and I think that we're going to see shortages. And this is why all these people I know have been having all these really strong feelings to prep, get food under your roof, store some oils store some um, store some gas, I mean, or diesel, but but store, 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 because you've got to get ready for this, because how else do you get an entire world, an entire nation like the USA to get out of their cars? Because cars represent independence and freedom. So you can't have that if you are part of this great reset and this uh, this global cabal. So how do you do that? How do you shift everybody? It has to be a crisis, right? It's got to be. There's no other way. You, you, the predicate is to claim that there is a crisis, i.e. the climate emergency. Yes. And then they proffer the solution, which is the electric car. And they know perfectly well that the electric car is going to work as a purely technical thing, as an right. economic thing. So they understand and know that the, the electric car is the vehicle, if you will, for getting people out of cars, period. Yes, or yes. Most people. What's going to end up happening is similar to what happened in the old Soviet Union. Uh, Stalin had his Zill limousine, and the you know the high party nomenklatura also had access to vehicles. Mm-hmm. But the average Soviet citizen got to walk or ride the bus, and that's what they have in mind for us. <laughs> This is why the bike trails, this is why Agenda 30 has put in all the bikes. The bike trails hardly anyone uses. The um, walking, the, the, the state-sponsored busing system, right? And, uh, and all the electric buses, all of these things. To be ready to be the solution, because like you just said, and I hope this, I hope this is getting through to people, the electric car isn't the answer. They're telling us it's the answer, but they know it's going to fail. They know it's going to fail because there's no way that can happen. So it is then to render it useless. So then we don't have a car and now we don't have any solution except to walk. 
or an electric bike, right? By the way, I'd like to point out something, too, that speaks again to the fatuousness and dishonesty of the left when they talk about these bike paths and mm-hmm. uh, the walking trails. That's great if you're young and healthy and can you know, ride yeah. a bicycle, but there are a lot of people who physically can't do that and who are going to be marginalized by this and who are going to be housebound and limited in terms of their ability to get to work, go to the store, and all of that. And so it, it gives a lie, doesn't it, to this, this prattle about inclusiveness and, oh, we're going to have equity. Yes. No, we're not. Uh, we're going to have elitism where the people at the very apex of the pyramid, as the WAF explicitly says, uh, you know, they're going to have everything while we have nothing and we're supposed to enjoy it. Oh, amen. You know what I love about your website? You have the diaper report, the diaper report. (laughs) (laughs) I've been filing those for the last three years almost. (laughs) The woke report, the diaper report. I love it because they do. It's like wearing diapers. These these people are just insane. But, you know, talk about conspiracy theory. History backs up what I know governments will do. And this is why we're constantly saying this. History does not back them up. So the best best thing you can say to somebody that believes in all of this horse crap, um, green agenda is is how has climate change affected you over the last 60 years? Because you've been told it was affecting your life, right? And you were going to die at the end of every decade. And the, and the answer to that is nothing. They can't come up with an answer to that question because they've never been affected by it. So the whole thing is very, it's very shammy. Yeah. Uh, they confect this 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 uh, harem scarum. You can't see it, but it's going to get you. <laughs> it's going to get you. Uh, and you better... you know, you better do what we say or it's going to get you. I mean, it's just like trying to terrify a little kid that there's a monster under the bed and, you know, you better behave or the monster under the bed is going to bite your toes off. Yeah. And now you now now you have to pay a tax to get out from under the bed. So we are in a state of trouble, guys. <laughs> so what are we going to do? How do you prepare for this? So would you basically say store gas, store diesel, store oil, store these things? Would you say um, invest in an electric bike for a while? What, what, what would be your answer right now? What's a no, smart move? No, definitely would not invest in an electric like I would say to the extent that you can have as many alternatives as you can. Now, for example, you know, where I am, uh, and I'm fortunate in this respect, I've got the ability to heat my house with wood mm-hmm. uh, or with electricity if I turn the heat pump on or uh, with a, a propane fireplace that, uh, that I installed. So mm-hmm. I've got those three alternatives, and I think it's unlikely that uh, I won't have access to any of them. So mm-hmm. I won't be cold as mm-hmm. a result of that. And that's just one example. Um, and having plenty of food around, too. Or just in case, you know, if, if, if people start to get panicky, even if it's a short-term thing, you know, think how people behave when the weather guy says, a blizzard is coming, and what right. it's like at the supermarket yeah. when that happens. Well, right. you can imagine the panic that's going to ensue if people think that the stores are going to be empty of food for a week or two. You know, there's going to be a madhouse rush to get stuff, so mm-hmm. it's not a bad idea to at least have a couple of weeks' worth of basic supplies that you need in the house, for just in case. I agree. And uh, and also, you know, when I when I when we read through the accounts in the 90s of governments collapsing over in Europe and they said, you know, I knew how to make kerosene or I knew I had a skill or I knew <laughs> where to get it. This was the yeah. thing that saved them and, and made them very valuable to everybody around them. And they were talking about kerosene uh, yesterday on the news. And this is something that everybody might want to kind of store away a little bit because you got to have heating alternatives, not just one, but many. Yes. Yeah, so. absolutely. And uh, I'll be a little snarky here. Uh, everybody just about who doesn't work for the government has a valuable skill. Right. Something that they can use to exchange for something that they need from somebody else who has another skill. So it's, it's a good idea to get uh, in touch and get to know the people around you in your neighborhood. Right. Right. To get involved in politics locally, which is much more uh, important because you actually do have 
something of a say in a, in a local election, as, for example, for the sheriff, school board, supervisors, mm-hmm. things like that, right. as opposed to your single solitary vote in a national election. Exactly, because that's what affects your life. I mean, we look back at uh, Blovid, everything that was done was mm-hmm. done by your city, your county, and your state that actually affected your life. So, um, so I really appreciate you coming on, Eric Peters, <laughs> from Eric Peters. 